What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Tried to make that fading away instead of taking it strong to the rim. Tough three from the corner. Lebracha with yet another double-double. Sanford found! Come on! And then the Huskies put their foot on the gas and win it 90-76. to And that'll do it from here in Chicago. See, that's what Coleman Hawkins can do in 6-10. He can put a pass on the money. Got to be ready. Ooh! See you, Greasel. Watch Tobinaga. He can pull. And he does. And hits. That's a big time play. Five-point swing there. The run for Nebraska. Tominaga. Not there. The follow by Dawson. No. Now Tominaga for three. Got it. Boy, great action by Nebraska. Getting a couple turnovers, picking up the pace, playing with some intensity. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency with Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. DB, I'm drinking the official coffee of coffee and cream from the beanery currently right now. Very good. Every time, I think more with your with your long stretched angular shape more like bean pole but we'll be going with the beanery what do you have like a, oh no i see I the, like hey, a listen. laffy taffy puller sun's down guns down i see you over there laffy guns taffy. down laffy taffy you know like the kid from no, charlie and the, the chocolate factory the how they like taffy. expand him with the laffy taffy puller yeah is that is that how you describe me on Mike TV? Did you act a lot like Veronica? She was obnoxious. Uh, no, because I'm I'm not I'm never really blue. I have some <laughs> pink in me normally. <laughs> a little flush. <laughs> good morning, man. Hey, good morning to you. It's a it's a great day. It's the new day to start our partnership with the Beanery. So we appreciate them joining us. And I will have this cup of coffee on every single show because I get up at 5 in the morning and I can't survive without coffee from the beanery. Co- so coffee in the morning. Happy to have them along for the ride. And Acres Ale, um, Zipline Brewing, that starts uh, in the month of February too. Acres Ale. Where, it, where Acres has like taken over the market. In regards to like this, farming equipment or well, this pro- beer? Well, that, they, <laughs> their name, they're the new championship center down at Lincoln across right. the street. Uh, they've got the broadcast booth. It's just like I'm team acres. Well, and I'm excited to try it. So they, they hooked us up with some. And uh, after we try it after the show today, cause it's too it's early. Exciting. It's 7 o'clock. I don't need a beer just yet. Well, maybe I do. Well, as not, my, as no, I former employee of the show, Marcellus Wiley would say, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to try it because they compared it to similar things that I like. This is... Locally brewed beer, it's crisp, it's clean, it's light, it's refreshing. That's a type of beer for me. So I'm excited to try that. And I hope that I can come back tomorrow and give that same glowing review that I'm giving right now. I just hope you come back sober. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. They give me a 12-pack. So. So <laughs> hey, DB, let me tell you <laughs> about, multiple about Acres Ale. Did no. You, did you say something over there, Little Pocket Hercules? I didn't say anything. Okay. They well, say it's the morning. perfect beer to wind down your work day. Yeah. Um, it, well, my work day normally starts to wind down at 11 o'clock, so I'm excited to <laughs> crack it, open a beer. Uh, don't, don't. You, you feed the folks that think this is like a five-hour job. Don't subscribe to that because unless you're watching Nebraska-Illinois this morning on replay, which literally was this morning because mm-hmm. it was after 12 because I was at a high school game, it's significantly more than a Oh, it's a lot more time. I mean, the prep starts the night before. It goes into the morning. When people I say it ends at 11, pe- pe- that's a break. Yeah, people don't you get it. You take a break. People don't get it. Hey, but this beer is brewed with no, Nebraska well, corn. They couldn't do it. But. Um, again, it's local. Go out, get yourself a pack, and I'll let you know how it tastes, and I'm sure it tastes great. So we're happy to have all of these new partners here in the month of February. It's a great month, Black History Month. Uh, today's National Women in Sports Day. We'll talk to Anna Bellinghausen, uh, our own Herdat Sports Digital Director, at the end of the show. Uh, let's go AB, backwards. AB's going to have to get up early. Yeah, well, that's why I gave her 845, because oh, she's got to do the Creighton game tonight, the yeah, women's game. It is going to be a long day. How about she hit me, like, right away after the – the pleasantries of hello. Hello. It was Pat Mahomes' top what quarterback? It's me. I was like, whoa. Can we ease into this over here, superstar? It's just firing off hard questions. I firmly put him in the top ten, though, no problem. Hey, if you don't have him number one, you're going to get Travis Kelsey No, in she ear. said No, she said of all time. Oh, Mahomes of all time? Yeah. Number one? No, top ten. You said oh. number one. What's wrong with this? I don't know. Was I listening? Good chance you weren't, <laughs> but I know th- I know the nonverbals now of when you're checked in and when you're checked out. Well, I didn't even use one of my nonverbals there. Yeah, do you know what it, it was the look away? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on it. I see you every day. So, are hey. you on Streamyard? No. People can't see you. No, I'm glad. Why? Because you're wearing Wisconsin today on yes, National Signing Day? Yes, because my man Ray and Lincoln is inevitably going to say, DB has his smock on. <laughs> so I am boycotting Ray and Lincoln, even though that's oh. what I do. Uh, we'll talk to Andy Kendi at 8.30, Brian Christofferson at 8 o'clock. We'll play two for you at 7.45. Um, and the big news today is that it is National Signing Day. But what is National Signing Day anymore? Uh Um, Because with the early signing period, it's not as hectic when February 1st rolls around. Um, You know, there are a few names that will pop up that have said they will sign at Nebraska, one being Demetrius Bell. Um, I think he's signing Thursday, correct? You're right. Was he the one that got his school got canceled today? I'm pretty sure it's Thursday now for old DB. The other DB. The other DB. Do you really want me to sign in? Because I don't, I don't really know if I want to. Yeah. I, Shane, I want the people I, to see you. I We're live to? on YouTube, live on Twitter, 590 AM ESPN Omaha, 1480 AM ESPN Lincoln. Well, We're happy to have you with us on the show today. Bill Cross. Well, as uh, Kent would say. Take that monkey off our backs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's February, man. Relax. Oh, come on. What? What are we talking <laughs> come about? Come on. What? What? Uh, Hey, come on. Shane, I just want you to know. It's a good thing I'm not sensitive. It's on. Put a little frosting on the cake. It's on and cracking. Hey, how about a beer? Touchdown, 
Jackpot, baby! Hey, Jeremiah you know, Charles you know. is signing today. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> you know that guy likes to have some beer. Brent? Yeah. Acres yeah. Ale. Uh, did you watch that game he had to do the broadcast for here in Lincoln? He probably had four. <sighs> Sua Lefitu will be signing his uh, way to Nebraska today. Or These are all intended signing to yeah, so, Nebraska today. Really? Let, and let, then, did uh, we Smith ever figure Flores out if it's, well. di- if it's digital docs or are we actually faxing? Because it is 2023 and you can do like the little deal and then you click send and it comes over in an e-doc. I'll tell you There's what. There's no way we're using fax machines. Hey, I had to fax paperwork to my bank whenever I signed onto my house. I couldn't scan it and email it to them. So it wouldn't shock me really? if they're like, hey, you have to fax it. Are you serious? You swear to God. Well, you don't have to do that. I bet they can just scan it. Yeah. Sign your letter of national intent. What happens? National letter of intent. Yeah. Mix that up. And then scan it to Matt Rule at Huskers. Go GBR. Matt, Matt, Rule's, got, Matt Rule's got jokes. He's a funny guy. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Well, hi. Good morning, Trev. A lot of the great ones don't have a whole lot of hobbies. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> We simply can't do, do that at this time. Do you think – so before 2017, uh-huh. like I said, National Signing Day was like a big thing. Yes. And then when the early signing period rolled around, because it's lost some heat, lost some traction, like should there still be a National Signing Day if there's an early signing I, I, period? I think something has to give. We talked about this, right, This the month of December and – in general, something's got to go. Push it back. Just have one. I mean, does it really help? I think you lose some some flair when you don't have it on the one day. Now, it was hell for every media member in town. It's a lot easier for people to follow along throughout the month of December. Uh, if you do push it back to the one day, why, why would you change it from that in 2017 to what it is now and then go back? Because I, 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 I know we had this, this, this back and forth over December and National Signing Day. I, I just think the original intent was to take the pressure off of student-athletes to spread it out. But I don't – like I said, with, with transfer portal uh, and other th- coaching changes, I think – there's as much or more pressure to make decisions earlier now more than ever. Well, and you can change your mind. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of changing of the mind. Whenever you say you sign to play at Nebraska next year, and then all of a sudden you're like, eh, I, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. So, wow. Why are you using that what? as an example? Who? Who did that? Did yeah. somebody do that? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm that's, just that's, bringing the rouse down. That, that's that's what that's what Bo would say. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> BS. Ask my wife. But that's so ultimately, yes, it was made to relieve pressure. But at the same time, wouldn't you be still if you went back to the old way? Yes, you have to make up your mind on February first. But you have all that time yeah. in the meantime to make up your mind. I, I suppose if I had it. Like, if I had to pick right now, I would say push it back. But, I, I mean, what do the kids say? If you know, you know. I don't know. I, shoot, make it, it, it. 
technically it is optional, but I think remember if you didn't sign in December for like a couple of years, you weren't real. You weren't in the cool kids club. Now I think we're back to, hey man, if you're highly sought after, take your time. I mean, there's only four schools that are out here recruiting anyway, according to national media. So if you're not going to one of those, <laughs> if you're not going to one of those four schools, it doesn't matter anyway. And well, in the Big Ten, there are. Uh, well, there are three. There's obviously Ohio State, Michigan, and, and Penn State. Correct. correct. Are those those are the th- those are the three that matter. The the only three that matter in the Big Ten, right? Oh, but who comes in fourth? It should be Nebraska. It is in Nebraska. That every comes in every, fourth. every year it should be Nebraska. And this year it is. And if this year is any inkling yes. of what is to come with this coaching staff. I wouldn't be shocked if I saw Nebraska at three next year. In yeah, Penn no, State no, there, there, are couple, there are a couple of schools that, that are going to maybe think about knocking on that block, shuffling for the upper echelon, and that is Michigan State, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's 13th this year. I, I get it. Coaching transition, and I see how they're recruiting. Nebraska had a coaching transition. No, no, I get it. But so here's the they are oddballs. This is just one of those chicken nuggets, right? Let you know. Just what dipping sauce do I have today? Hot mustard. That's the only mm. one that I would ever use if I use one. And I don't, I'm not a dipping sauce guy. I can guy. dabble. Um, I'm also not a chicken nuggets guy. But in a pinch, like if Zoe had two of her 64 left over. Two I, of her 64? She's going to be a chicken nugget <laughs> if she's not careful. <laughs> She's in like the 12th percentile for weight, but like the 96th percentile. Is that her nickname now? Chicken Nugget? No, it's Bear. Or Ryder. She's Bear. Everybody in my family has a nickname, right? La, Breeze, My, My. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And, and Zo Ryder. And it's originally because of Low Ryder, but then it was just Zo Ryder. Now we just call her Ryder. And sometimes it's. What's bear. your nickname in the family? Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> that carried over from high school? <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't changed. No, but listen, so so far, and again, I don't know if this is everybody. I just know our experience so far. They are going to take their time. So Wisconsin went through the whole reintroducing themselves, then reoffering over this this live period. And and they were just here, and, and uh, unfortunately, fortunately, they were really good. So I see them taking their time. Um, you know, I, I was joking with, with, with PJ Flex prowess when he came in town. I think seeing, being around him for kids is can have impact. We've seen Michigan State. I mean, Mel Tucker's quietly recruited well. Now he's going to have to start winning um, again. But I think their their profile is very – they're not in a hurry. Like, they're doing their due diligence. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised if you say, you know, Wisconsin is – well, I am surprised that they're last. but not Second that, to last. Indiana's not, last. Not that they're not up there just yet. Because I, I do think it sounds like, it seems like, Coach Fickle and this staff are recruiting different. They asked – a lot of just different questions. It it wasn't like you think. It wasn't like you think. So I think they're going to take their time. 
Ohio State came in at one, Penn State at two, Michigan at three, and then it was Nebraska at four. As you said, Michigan State, uh, which you were just talking about, at five. Iowa at six, Illinois at seven, Maryland at eight. I, I Listen, quietly, that's a good year for Iowa because Maryland was one of those schools the last handful of years were like, what is – I mean, can he coach? We know they can. Re- we know Loxley can recruit. Can they coach? I, mm-hmm. I think quietly. I mean, putting down the full, just giving you all the haterade, not drinking any. You got to be honest. That that's that's a pretty good spot for Iowa right now, given the season that they were coming off of offensively, and they didn't get their guy as he now resides in Tuscaloosa. And Bielema is doing an average job, I guess. At I think seven, I think that's Illinois. That's a good spot for them. Because who's he going to move out? That's a good spot for Illinois. I mean, Champaign's not an easy place to recruit. Yes, I have been there. I actually took a recruiting trip there. It's not an easy place to recruit to. And, you know, they went through a lot of. They went through a little bit of a transition. In. They are forty first in the um, ESPN rankings. That's, out of the seventy five hey, teams. That's, that's actually pretty good. I think. I may not be Lamar. And you know it's funny because Wisconsin comes in at forty eight in these rankings mm-hmm. and as we just talked about. And these are compo- they're given are these composite or per these are just ESPNs? Uh yeah, just ESPNs. Are ESPNs, I think ESPNs just, just top seventy five yeah. college football teams. Gotcha. And gotcha. it's been updated every single day oh, because yeah. there's so much movement. With each fax machine going on. But it's funny because Wisconsin is forty eighth on this list. Mm-hmm. And that comes in behind Northwestern. And then if you look at 24-7 sports, uh, Rutgers and Purdue are ahead of Wisconsin. Um, mm. And that's, you know, strictly based on points. And, you know, if you get five-star to four-star to three-star to overall recruits. Um, yeah, that scoring system is different. It, it's completely different. But I think the ESPN rankings have it right when they put Wisconsin in the top 50. Um as you said, they're kind of flipping entirely. They, they turned an entire chapter, not a page, a chapter. They just grabbed a bunch of pages and said, hey, it's Luke Fickle time. Yeah. Let's start writing again. And, and again, like if you, you know, taking it back to the state school, like if you would have told, can you imagine in November, I'll give you November, how about the first week in December? If you just said, hey, listen, Nebraska's going to go from mid-60s in recruiting right now hey. to top 25 and fourth in the Big Ten. Let, let's be honest. What would you have said? No. Not a the, chance. No way. Not uh, a chance. And they just keep surprising you. Every single day, I'm Nebraska finds a way to surprise you. The, the, more I, the, the closer I get to this, the, the, the less I'm surprised. There was a – I was reading an article on ESPN2 regarding National Signing Day yesterday – and is it is it Craig Halbert? Is that is that the writer? Do you know who I'm talking about? Stimulate your mind, Craig. I think, I think it's Craig Halbert, and he was labeling not just him. It was a bunch of staff writers were labeling who the best new coach was, mm-hmm. and Halbert ended up settling on Dion, um, and then a couple of other coaches. I think it was uh, Brom at Louisville and. Gosh, the other guy slipped in my mind. Um, regardless, before he talked about Dion, he goes, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Matt Rule. And then he went into how Matt Rule did a tremendous job, X, Y, and Z, but then he settled with, 
uh, ultimately, I just leaned Dion over Matt Rule, and I'm like, those are the two coaches that I think should be in Tier 1A when you talk about brand-new programs. Yeah, f- full non-rose-colored glasses, not drinking any of the Kool-Aid. How can you really not? And you take a look at their class, and you look at what they did in the portal. Um, and let's not – let's <laughs> listen, on National Women in Sports Day, you talk about checkers and chess. It was made official yesterday with Dr. Elsa – coming from UIL to to be his chief of staff, and you're thinking he definitely knows things that we don't know, right? I mean, just look at how he's put the staff together. He's covered all his bases. He hired his nutritionist uh, where they made it official yesterday. I know that they were in talks before that. Like, I, I, I just I think he's, he's ahead of us. Right now, and we're just gonna have to try to. I'm just along for the ride. That's just, what I like. You know yeah. what? I'm on a roller coaster, and I don't care if I'm in the first row, the middle row, or the back. Okay, again, I'm having fun. Uh, um, and I think he would tell you. And what what, what he talks? Oh, Tom talks, Brady just retired. He talks today at two. Oh, Shane, we didn't even get. Let's what you rookie. We didn't even get the breaking news sounder. <laughs> dun, 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 I, don't, I don't know if I can play that. That's from the old place. <laughs> Oh, fudge. They're still using my material. We're good. Oh, I know. They're probably still using my material. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady. Surprise? Not surprised. I, I don't know. That hit me out of left field. You're like, oh, Tom Brady. Well, because I saw an update. I'm, I'm trying to tell you right about nutritionists and recruiting, and you're telling me about Tom Brady. Why are we talking about Tom Brady? <laughs> Tom Brady this. Tom Brady that. Tom Brady always in the news. It oh. sounds like a huge... <laughs> who's you, know, you, know who's going to, you know who's going to... Get traded today or, or sign for a new team? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just to kind of take the spotlight away of Tom. No, Aaron Rodgers is the type of dude that'll wait till next week <laughs> when media reports are like Super Bowl roll. Bro. <laughs> when, will he, when will he do it? Early in the week or will he do it like right before the Super Bowl? Friday news dumb. Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. No, Holy cow. But I mean, checkers chess. It, oh, that's the end of an era. And it's time. It's like Rafiki when he held up Simba. You know, when Mufasa passed, it is time. It's time for, for TB12. I mean, truly, you, you said it's overused with him. I don't think it is. Goat. Uh, he's 244 years old. He's still slinging that thing second mm-hmm. in the NFL in passing yardage this year. Yeah, I said that. I mean, that's it's crazy. Tom Brady – no disrespect to our University of Nebraska on National Signing Day. We just took a, hit a curve. I know. Sorry. No, sorry. you're not. Sorry, not sir. Tom Brady, sorry about that, isn't he, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> like a car crash. He just told you. Did you hear him? Yes, I heard him. He didn't, he didn't have his mic on, but I heard him. Car crash like me and you? No, I meant like moving from National Signing Day to Tom Brady. It's like, oh, I just got T-boned. It's all right. They can go to Dingman's. Uh, They can go to Dingman's. Dingman's Collision Center is your one-stop shop for all of your car needs. They have everything you need, and they work on all makes and models from Fords to Teslas. You didn't think I had it in me, DB. I know. I love it. Hey, by the uh, way, I know how you like to swing, man. Can you tell us about your pole? 
Oh, yeah. Well, can I finish this this read real fast? It's impromptu. Yeah, but I was going to tell him that it's family-run local business. Well, Go you support can. the local business. It's totally fine. You can tell. That's Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's.com. They've been in the business for over 25 years. Go check them out. Our poll question, did you like it today? It's okay. Okay. I put a lot of thought into this. You have 60 seconds to make as many buckets as you can. What's your strategy? Are you taking layups at $1,000 a piece, free throws at 10 Gs, threes at 100 Gs, or half-court shots only at 1000000 million? We'll talk about that next. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. <laughs> Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. You know he won't be able to stay away, right? TB, TB12, he's going to be a coach. Well, no, no, no. He's either going to be part owner or he'll be in the booth. Ooh, part owner could be a good guess. Yeah. I, I mean, the NFL news the, – the, the are, are you saying he's taking over for Tony Romo? Are you claiming that right I now? I don't know. Come uh, on. Uh, Who's better friends uh, with Jim Nance, Tony Romo or uh, no, Tom Brady? Uh, it's your boy that does the jeans promos on <laughs> Sunday <Farr>. nights. <laughs> No, um, he gives the terrible boxing interviews. Uh, who am I thinking of? The jeans promos. Yeah, like Levi's. He does the interviews every Sunday night before I listen to Kugler and those guys if they have the Sunday night broadcast. Shane, who's who's in Tom Brady's, I don't know, no pun intended, front pocket? Elton John, talking about <laughs> Levi. Because I'm a rocket man. No, he wears his war wounds <laughs> like a crown. Oh, sorry. It's not even Levi. It's Levon. He's just a Moran, so he didn't say it right. Le'Veon? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that crap on me. Shane, who's my dude? Remember, Floyd, um, he was in the boxing ring giving the post-game presser or the interview, and what's his bucket snapped on him? He does the Sunday night deals with Tom Jim. Jim, what's Jim's last name? Oh, you mean Cody Caldwell Nance? You guys are killing me. Oh, you guys, Jeffries. Somebody help your boy Harbaugh. H- I'm just going. I'm just saying every Jim I, I know. Can, I can't stand you. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? He ah uh, Caleb. No. Donnie. No. Garrett. <laughs> no. Henry. <laughs> I can't. Who is it, DB? Jay Terry. I give up. Jay Terry, the greatest equipment manager in the continental U.S.? Apple White. No, it's definitely <laughs> not Apple too. White. Levante. No, it's not Levante. Nick. <laughs> Nick. Omar. No. Oliver. Scaffigan. Travis. I, Shane. Wyatt. Oh, my gosh. It was a huge day in the NFL. Why? How? So how, why is nobody helping me? Like, if you can help us out, eight 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 six no 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 eight seven six. Thank you, my mathematician Jamie. It's Jim Gray. 
There you go. Jiminy Christmas. How'd you not know? Well, well, it's not Jiminy Christmas. If you would have asked Gray. me, I could have told you that. <laughs> See, I can't stand you guys. I mean, not a yes. one of you. Not a one of you in here. You so didn't I'm get it. Well, <laughs> you get every. Like... I asked you to be my game show partner once you were so good at that. I, yeah. If I give you the clues, figure it out. <laughs> we're not playing Pyramid. You just <laughs> guessed Jason Whitlock, and all I said was phony. <laughs> And boring Christian witness. And you said Jason Whitlock. I mean, that's that's worth a million. Oh, really? Half-court shots? How'd you get Jason oh, Whitlock out of me voice texting and you couldn't get Jim Gray? You know what? Sometimes his brain works in weird ways, man. Like, the filing cabinets are either full or empty. God, I can't stand you. It's been can't a good stand you? No, it's George Costanza. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> See, we didn't cover from we didn't recover from last segment yesterday. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at the seven thirty mark. Who, who DM'd us? They're like, "What was that?" Uh, it was our guy uh, Hux, Husker X's and all. Oh, yeah. you know, he's like, "Man, that first that first segment was wild." And then he was like, "Fifty minutes." Mm, it should have actually went fifty minutes. <laughs> Shane hasn't given us our extra time yet for the show. Can you work on that? Oh, let oh, me guess. He's got to do like he does everything else. I've got to. I've got to ask Sasha. Sasha can make that happen. <laughs> hey Shane, can she we get can we get our other hour? I, I don't know. I got to go ask Sasha. Hey Shane, what do you think about Sean Payton being hired by the Broncos? I don't know. I have to go ask <laughs> Sasha. Know, in Dude, can you believe D'Amico Ryan's is going to coach the Texans? <laughs> well, I don't know. What did Sasha say? <laughs> no. Can you believe Tom Brady retired? Ooh, Sasha has a lot to say about that. Oh, I know. Hey, how about how she clapped back yesterday during our promos? We were talking about Tom Brady, and somebody said it was when Annabelle asked us about top ten quarterbacks, and somebody said something snarky about Brady. Oh, Sauter. She lit him mm-hmm. up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think she well, was paying attention. Well, a Jets fan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he doesn't have much ammunition. He forgot his magazines. By the way, how on. Athletic does he look? <laughs> Sauter? Oh, I mean, if you watch him hold the bat, you're that like, was wild. Are, are you about to LARP or are, are you in the box? Um, Dude, so what is the biggest NFL news considering they're 300? So he's, Sean this, Payton this gets traded for a first round pick yeah. and a second round pick. I, and I think, isn't there a conditional third? It's a second and a third. I thought it was. A first and second for huh. Good Sean job, Payton guys. Way to do the research. No, I got it written down. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's hey, on you. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. And the Saints 2024 third rounder mm-hmm. for the Broncos first round pick and second round pick. So I knew there was a one, two, three in there. I just didn't mm-hmm. have the exact. Yep. Uh, Speaking of, you know what's weird? We didn't even finish D'Amico Ryans. We didn't even no. finish Tom Brady. What was the biggest NFL news on National Signing Day? Well, I was going to say something that was weird in regards to this stuff, you just, but you used I the, will you go back. Used the I'll word go back LARP. just for you. I don't even know if I should let you even <laughs> talk anymore. <laughs> Who uh, says that? The biggest news. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be Tom. Tom. It's got to be Tom. Is it Jim Gray? But well, I don't know, Tom. What do you think? Would you say which would you say is the bigger news, Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan's? Ah. Uh, I actually think you're going to laugh. I actually think D'Amico Ryan's has the better job. I thought so, too. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. They're acting like Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson and 
keep them competitive to win a Super Bowl in his first year there. Not to say that he can't, because Sean Payton is a legend as a coach. Maybe a legend may be like it's, too far fetched. So can I just a, a say something about that? Head coach. Can I just say something Go. about that? Because I and I'm consistent now, so this just didn't start yesterday. I told you I would not give up a first round pick for Sean Payton. No. But do you know other teams that have given up first round picks and it's paid off? So he's nine and eight in the postseason. He's nine and eight. And he's won a Super Bowl. One. Not a lot of head coaches can say, like, hey, I won a Super Bowl. That's a technicality. <laughs> but we're, like, moving heaven and earth for this guy. Well, so Don Shula was traded to the Dolphins for a first-round pick back in 1970. Now let me look up something. And the Patriots got Bill Belichick for a first-round pick as well, I believe. Like, these are trading first-round picks for a coach seemed out there. Listen. Until I looked up how many teams actually have had success trading draft picks for coaches. Was this Doug Farrar? I'm going back to Twitter. Because people were going back and forth over Sean Payton and his perceived coaching prowess. Who was his comp? You know I surprised you with the Reggie Jackson, Carlos Beltran? Yeah. I got to f- – I'm telling you, you're, you're going to – who Doug Ferrer? It was. Oh my gosh! Hey, Google. No, <laughs> going Go- to my best friend. Yep, Google. G I B. Google it, bro. <laughs> bro is what I was gonna say. Google it. Google Mike McCarthy's record. Oh, it's not good. Is that right? Is that is that right? I don't know. I just don't like Mike McCarthy because he used to coach for Green Bay. Okay. Mike McCarthy, all time? All time. 155 and 97. It's a win percentage of 614, so 61%. Uh, Sean Payton, 152 and 89, winning percentage of 63. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess if I'm factoring Mike McCarthy in. So this, this whole Twitter this, thread. This bad pool. They're, it's all based on they're Green Bay. killing Sean Payton. Why? Because that's what the Twitter mob loves to do. Because six months ago, eight months ago, it was called the Sean Payton sweepstakes. It was. <laughs> now that he's hired, it's... Uh, and, and let's talk I, about I, how I, funny... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> how funny it was that the Broncos didn't even want Sean Payton. He what was, option he, was that? He was option two. No, it had to be lower than two. No, no, no. So he was... He was option three because it went, they wanted D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. He was the top name. That's who everybody wanted. And then they tried to lure Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan. Hey, I think I'm going to go interview And then they negotiated with Sean Payton. And, but you and know then what they the, tried to go back to D'Amico before they ended up settling with Sean Payton. Because nobody wants to part with picks. Yeah, it, that's 100% the reason. But also D'amico Ryans. What he did in San Francisco was incredible in this first yeah, year. But, but, incredible. but, don't you like the Texans guy going back home? They're going to be in a decent place with cap room, and he, he's familiar with the organization. Did you see who had nerve enough to say they're trying to break up the good old boys network? I didn't see that, no. Dave Tepper from Carolina. The guy oh, that you know let, what? The guy, I, the guy I saw that the headline. I didn't go. Yeah. 
to go hire, although he did get a good coach in Frank Reich. <laughs> hey, we're playing two for you next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. 888-638-4876. If you'd like to play along for some Hale Varsity Club gift cards, it's two for you time. Presented by Dingman's, Dingman's Collision Center. I already gave them a big old ad read, but I'll, I'll touch up on them one more time. Listen, let's work. we got to work on being a little more subtle. You don't have to announce that it's an ad read. You just kind of seamlessly weave it in. And they're like, oh, cool, that was clever. You don't have to say it. You know what I mean? Hey, let me do my thing, DB. <laughs> Dingman's has been in the business for over 25 years in Omaha. They're family-run, family-owned local business. Uh, they have four locations throughout the metro area with that standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple. Visit dingmans.com. If you have an issue with your car, that's all I'm saying. Get an estimate. Check them out. Digman's Collision Center. That's who we, that's who we support, and that's who sponsors this game. Two can for you. Can, I, can I ask you a question real quick? Go. Why did you back in this morning? Because I was carrying in a case of beer, courtesy of Acres and Zipline, and, you, and so, I didn't so want to what, walk so around. So what did the 10 seconds of, of time that you saved walking, like how did that help you with the – 55 seconds that it helped you waste by backing in. Like, you only had to walk the in my, length of I was, your car. I was in my warm car backing in, and it doesn't take me 50 seconds to back in, thank you. I'm a backer. <laughs> oh, man. I like, to, I like to back in. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm not well I'm I kinda, like to go into the parking spot from behind. I don't understand how that really shortened your walk. This right here. You see this? No, right I here? see that it says thirteen degrees, but it's kind of a misnomer. It feels like two degrees if you you else literally saved. Let's be honest. Seven steps. And I spent seven less steps time. So outside the length of, of your back door. Of your four-door to the trunk, you saved seven steps. And that's seven steps warmer. I go, okay. Seven steps Come spent on, in the heat. <laughs> what did I say that to? To Shane, probably. I mean. Like you looked at him. You're like, come on, man. Come on, man. I know you. Like when I like that delivery right there, like I'm actually floored that it, whatever it is that I'm talking about happened. I don't know. You're you're floored about a lot of things. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not. I'm really not. Uh, we'll play a. We'll play one round. We'll see if we get a caller. Um, we're playing regardless. I say it every day. Not every day. Every Wednesday, I should say. We're playing this game. 
And if you want gift cards, all you have to do is get on the phone, let us know what two people you'd like, and we'll play for you. Hey, have you had any of the specials lately? At Hale Varsity Club? Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. What about you? Well, I usually like to read the chalkboard like three or four times a week. And I I feel like I haven't yet. How fancy is the handwriting on the I don't know who does that, but they (laughs) should get a raise. (laughs) I mean, it's art every day. I'm dead serious. Every day it's art. And it's like color-coordinated. And I never got the prosciutto and potato pizza. You talked about it. I know. For hours. I know. I know. But I actually saw like. I bet Nick would make it for you. Dude, so I saw like one and a half abs and I'm motivated. (laughs) I'm going for two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need to be motivated. Listen. Dude, you're built like a stop sign. Who gives a what? Hey, just because my metabolism's <laughs> high doesn't mean I'm in good shape. Hey, so are you that guy? Because I was asking my buddy AC. We were at the Creighton game, and I looked at Coach. He's obviously close with Coach Mack, and so they're, like, chopping it up. And I'm watching Coach Mack leave from behind. I'm like, what size sport coat is that? That has to be, like, a – Yeah, you said a 50. A 50 long. <laughs> like, long. Right, because he's all arms, and he's he's lost a crazy. I don't know, maybe he hasn't. He looks like he's lost a crazy amount of weight, right? And it's it's like it'd be like my smock, like I'd be swimming in it. Mm-hmm. Which, if I land the plane, I'm thinking you got to be what, like a forty long? I think we settled. I that's what we talked about. On Are you? Monday. You're a forty, right? It's either a forty long or a forty two regular. Wow. That's funny. What's that? But I have orangutan arms. So, like, they, if, if I stood straight up. Well, you up, guys are on this like whole. All the way down. This whole. Never mind. <laughs> but what were you trying to say? <laughs> the, the animal that you find in the you jungle? You guys are on this whole primate thing this morning. <laughs> oh, there you go. Primate. Yeah. Uh, no, that was. <laughs> My nickname. Would you stop? That was my nickname in high school, DB. Hey, we got to call her on line one, Zach, because we got to we got to move away from this. <laughs> Zach, good morning. What's don't up, be, brother? Don't be um, let me know. I'm not nervous at all. We're good. At all. We're good. Let's just. Go, good can, morning, can Zach. You, can you go like dig up the Donkey Kong rap for me, like no, the video let's... game rap? Maui. <laughs> DK. We're not Donkey gonna make Kong. it. <laughs> hey, Zach. Good morning. What's up, man? Zach, you don't work for the FCC, do you? <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, Zach, you don't work for the FCC, right? Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Ooh, okay, good man, good man. That's exactly what they would want you to say if you worked for the FCC. Uh, uh, Zach, pick two people, man. Hmm, let's go with DB and Andrew. That's a smart choice. <laughs> That's a smart All choice. Right, At roll. least I think it's a smart Shane choice. Shane went and got his notepad earlier, though, so he's ready. All right, DB. Yeah, ready? We hey, got, Shane, are you got music? Yeah, but I've been drinking, so I I'm mean. I'm chocolate. <laughs> I, I would, no, what'd you, would, 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 would you have, yeah, the what, acres? Which ones you have, Yeah, Shane? which one? Uh, I've been drinking Red Bull, so I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm a little wired over here, so he probably wouldn't want He me. probably had the one, the, the back one over there that says it's a little malty. He probably <laughs> thought it was close to ice cream. Children. ADB. All right, we're ready. Let's go. Let's win. Hey, you got to get Zach 40 bucks. A breakfast food, not named eggs. Easy. A piece of furniture. Okay. 
a Netflix series. Come on, man. A Netflix series. All right. I don't even know. The world is wrong with you. Okay, I got one. I got one. This is a hard one. In a coffee shop. Okay. I don't like you right now. But you ready? Fine. Let's roll. We're gonna we're gonna try to win Zach Let's some money here. Some money. All right. Uh, a breakfast food not named eggs. Three, two, one. Bacon. All right. All Thank right. You. One Thank for you. one. Thank we're still you. friends. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Question number two. Okay. A piece of furniture. Three, two, one. Table. Oh, that's tough. Uh, we were on the we were on the same wavelength. I figured you guys would have said couch. Uh, nobody so, asked. Nobody asked somebody you. Just put legs. No, I don't. No, what, nobody asked. I'll you tell you what. A couch. I don't think is considered a piece of furniture. I think that is furniture. Like a piece would be, like a table, a chair, something like that. Am I right when I say that? I don't know. I or, just, or or is I'm, it all relative? I'm, I'm mad because I wanted to say table. Huh. I didn't want to say chair, so it is your fault. Wow. Um, <laughs> question number three here. A Netflix series. This is, why would you do this? Three, two, one. Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yes. Are you serious? Swear to God, I wrote it down. That's my show. Wow. I hate you. Stranger Things. Let's go. Yeah, we rock. That's DB. I, I, I have multiple personalities. <laughs> uh, Zach, you got two out of four. You have a $10 gift card. You want to play double or nothing? Uh, yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, we got the last one. All right, let's get let's, the let's, last I one. I want him to eat well or drink well, whatever. A coffee shop, DB. Okay. Three, two, one. Beanery. Let's go! Three out of four, Zach's taking home a $20 gift card courtesy nice. of Hale Varsity Club. Dude, he can get the special twice. Zach, how about that? Let's go, right. How about that? That's I'm, awesome. I'm, Let's I'm, go, guys. I'm happy. I can't hey. believe you nailed Stranger Things. Out of nowhere. That's my jam, though. I love Stranger Things. So I traveled. I was by myself when I took uh, Mike. Well, my buddy John drove, but I was by myself. Hey, real fast, hang tight. Zach, thanks for playing. Your gift card will be at the hostess stand. Uh, $20 gift card for you because this is two for you. No, he's already talking to him. He can't hear you anymore. No, he's not. Shane's not talking to him. Zach's still on the line. Guaranteed if I said, hey, Zach, what's up? Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Z. Appreciate Appreciate you, man. So we were in Dallas, and it was just me. It was me, Breeze, John, and his kiddos. I watched... Uh, safely, probably nine episodes of Stranger Things. While it's I was at so the hotel. Good. It's so good. Yeah. And those those episodes aren't short. Yeah, like. You spent I mean, literally he played, he played four eight games. Hours. Now, they played like trash, so I, I had some free time because they weren't advancing to the winner's bracket. But, <laughs> you know, the losers play at 8 o'clock, so I, I have – Nine and that nine. includes <laughs> that includes spending like six hours in Papados, which is a restaurant. Yeah. And nice. I slow. <laughs> Take my time. You're like a, a po- you are like you are literally like a child distracted. I had, by the a, TV. I had lunch at El Pollo Loco, which I would recommend. Yeah, Papados. Anyway, um, I can't believe you guessed that. Stranger Things. That's the show. I mean, that is a brutal question. Well, th- there's a lot of series, but. How too, many? Too, too many. How many are as popular as Stranger Things? Do you know what I'm watching right now? 
and on Netflix, it's no reflection of my character. Is it on Netflix on yes. TV? It's on Netflix. You are watching. You're not gonna guess. Although, if you know my personality, blacklist. Close. Uh, I am a killer. Mm. I like for I like I like that stuff getting in the minds. It's called I am a killer. It is extremely. Well, you are a criminal mind. <laughs> The best series on television ever, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. Man, we I, only I, got I, one round in on that I'm one. I'm Agent Hotchner. We only had one call. That's all right. We could have played with Shane. Everybody loves Shane. <laughs> oh, come on, Shane. Nah, I've been drinking over here. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's changing gears? We're talking to Brian Christofferson next. We'll talk a little National Signing Day and Nebraska basketball with him. Stay tuned. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, welcome back. Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. Happy to have you with us. 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, and live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Hopefully you're enjoying a cup of coffee like we are right now, courtesy of the Beanery, the official coffee of Coffee and Cream, and our official Wednesday guest of Coffee and Cream, Brian Christofferson on with us now. Brian, good morning, man. Good morning, guys. How are you? B-Sizzle. How are you? We're having some fun. That's it. That's basically it. (laughs) Working hard or hardly working? Like, it's kind of spread out for you now. Is it the old, uh, oh, the original OG signing day, or is there still the, man, you know what? Who's left out there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a... it is a little bit more of an OG signing day, I'll admit, but I always keep in mind that for the the ones who remain and who are signing today, it's I always I always like to I I don't want to act just wax on about it, but I I do think about how guys have been working for this some of them since they're like six years old playing sports and dreaming about um, you know getting to the next level and they've earned it so. Um, on days like this, I always I always like to celebrate uh, the guys who are signing, even if it's a smaller number. But there is not near as much drama, that's for sure. Let's put it into perspective. I was messing around with Drew down, and I said, I said, if you would have told me in, I'll even give you the first week in December, Nebraska would go from high 60s, 70s for some, to top 25 and top four in the Big Ten. Let's be honest, BC. How much Kool-Aid would you have accused me of drinking? Yeah, that I would I would have thought you were a little nuts. Um but here they are. And um I mean th- what's been fascinating about the last couple months and I've prob I might be repeating myself, but it's one they're not as scared to go after um whatever their evaluations tell them. They're not worried about um, you know, what 24-7 sports or anybody else says about a particular prospect or what their rating is or who they've been offered by. Um, Eric Fields from this early signing day Man. is a good example. There's guys in this class, uh, you know, Ismail Smith-Flores and Jeremiah Charles, signed already. Obviously, Bob Wager um, knew them from Arlington Martin and had a good read on them, but, the, you know, they weren't highly recruited prospects, but they believe in them. So there's that type of prospect and yet 
over here you'll you, you look over in the other corner of the room and you'll you'll find guys they're going after where they're I mean, they're going to be going head-to-head with some of the biggest dogs in college football. Uh, they will be. I mean, especially in this next cycle, I think people should uh, ramp up for some of those battles because I think they're going to be there, especially with some of those guys in Texas who they have good ends with. So um, that that's what's been fun about the last two months to me is you can, by on a Tuesday morning, they might go after this um, sort of prospect no one's ever heard of, but they know about. And then on Wednesday, it's somebody who's like a four-star guy and that you got to put out your boxing gloves against Alabama or something. That's what I've enjoyed. You know, Brian, as I just sat here and listened to what you had to say, it kind of got me thinking about where Nebraska is currently in the recruiting rankings. And because they land at fourth, it it just keeps – it keeps growing the expectation level of Matt Rule. But what if Matt Rule doesn't win right away? Um, and, and, you know, he's setting our expectations so high, so high. And, like, when we think it's peaked, it gets higher. And then when we think he's peaked again, it gets higher. Uh, if it doesn't turn out to be a, a winning team right out of the gates, what do you think the reaction's going to be from the fans? Is it going to be a, oh, I, I saw it all along? Like, right away, I'm saying, okay. like, yeah, in year one. Like, oh, man, here we go again. Is it going to be that reaction, or, is it, or are they going to be patient? I I think Husker fans have have learned to be somewhat patient, especially. I I do think it's a pretty. Some people laugh at this. I think it's a mostly rational fan base that's more level-headed than is given credit for. Actually, I agree. And I believe people are able to reset in their minds that, man, I want this right now, but I also know this is a new build for these guys. They, they, I can't put what happened in 2019 or 2020 or whatever year you want to put out there on them. They're, they're, they're new here. Uh, they're, they're taking over a program that hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016. Um, I think I went on a mini rant last week or two on the show about how it's really not that difficult as it's been made to make a bowl game. So I do think there's some yeah. <laughs> expectations around here that, hey, guys, let's get to six wins. Let's do that. You know, so I, I think there's going to be that hope that somebody's got the right answers to solve that riddle, at least. Um, but I think beyond that, people are going to expect that it's going to take a little time to develop. And I think also on this signing day, as we talk about guys who are, you know, going to join this program, there is a good number of guys who are still pretty raw prospects that it's going to come down to that developed word we always talk about. And that doesn't happen in one year necessarily. You know, some, some of those guys that uh, we might be excited about what their tape or some of their resume from high school shows, they, they might take two or three years to, to build up, to be the kind of guys where you're, you're going head to head with a, a Michigan on a Saturday, that sort of thing. So I think people realize that, but, um, no doubt, I, f- I feel like they've they've moved the needle since Matt Rule was hired, at least in um, kind of some people who are like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can go through this again. I think there's more – there people are – there's that hope that, that uh, hope is starting to rise in folks again. BC, level of surprise that you see the – now, power names – but maybe the on-field production has been different to see teams, and especially in your composites, because I think they're both top eight, to see teams like Miami and Oklahoma. 
Does that give you hope? Does 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 Miami give you hope for Nebraska? Well, I mean, it, it's all, it's different for everybody in their recruiting grounds and what's available to them, maybe. But um, I, I get that point because it, it shows you that you can still be a really put together a really good class, even though you've you've stumbled around on the field. If you've got the right recruiters and uh, you know the right vision for your program, and I know there's still skepticism about what's going to happen at Miami. Um, there and if they can build that up the right way, but um, yeah, that's a good recruiting staff. So I'm not I'm not shocked that they're up there, um, but I, that's a good point. I, I think there's there's programs that have have fallen on hard times, but that that logo still uh, resonates when when a coach walks in a hallway with it. And Miami would be one of those. I mean, it just is. I mean, they're still their name still floats out there, you know, with the the U. Uh, 30 for 30 gets replayed and kids know about that and they think about you know their glory days and um, not I don't know I think a lot of kids who look at Nebraska even if they don't know about what Nebraska was um, they get up here on a visit and they see it or their parents or their coaches know all about and they're like man you should take a closer look at that offer so I I do think schools like that always sort of get that advantage um, where their history comes into play at some point. BC, as we look at the expected to sign today, um, there there are those names that you know Nebraska is supposed to see sign their way. Lefatu being one, um, Jeremiah being another. Demetrius is going to have to do it tomorrow because uh, school was canceled for him. But you, I, I was reading your article and and you throw around a name that I've been seeing a lot now, uh, and that's DeAndre Barnes, and he's been popping up on multiple lists because oh, he call. recently visited Nebraska last weekend. Another dual sport athlete, a guy Matt Rule likes to at, at least physically a guy that he likes to attack how much does the recent visit play into all of that stuff and do you believe nebraska is the top option for him i kind of think he's going to end up at nebraska i'll be upfront about it i haven't been able to reach him uh since his visit that I seems to be the consensus <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he's maybe done one interview a brief one with somebody but it's it's uh it's one. Of, so that's what that, that's the the candid answer is. You know, sometimes like where's that guy going? It's like I I think Nebraska is where I would guess because I feel like it's his best offer on the table. Also, I mean, you just piece things together. It's the timing of it. He visited the weekend before signing day. He gets an offer before he leaves town. Um, he does. He did receive an offer in in mid January from BYU, which is you would consider now a Power Five offer and obviously a solid program. Um, after that, you're talking more about like Air Force, Wyoming type offers, and I'm not knocking those at all. But you know, just if 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 he's going to want to play Power Five, it seems like it's would be Nebraska or BYU. Really interesting prospect can play both sides of the ball. I love his receiver tape when you watch it. I mean, he's just, he's very fluid and uh, he's got all those things. Matt Rule's staff loves. He ran a 10.69 a hundred and. Um, 21.6 in the 200, and so I mean he can fly on the track, and he, I I think they might see him as a defensive back, but he's one of those guys you can play around with a little bit, and uh, that that's what will be fun also with a bunch of these prospects. You could probably go through the list and find 
a handful of those guys who which side they're going to be on and they're going to have to get them on the field and discover that but I think there's a good chance he ends up at Nebraska it's not one of those though I'm not don't mean this as a diss but at this point it's not like a make or break signing either they're going to add 38 players uh when you count in this cycle if you count up the juco and high school guys in the portal or they're going to add 39 and uh that's pretty incredible right there, So whether, whether there's 38 or 39. Hey, BC, let me ask you something, because you, were mentioning, you mentioned Eric Fields, and I'm captivated, right? I watch his tape, and I'm not kidding. I said this ooh, about when the show started. He may be my favorite prospect just because of the reckless abandon he plays with and his closing speed. And I was like, how was nobody really – how was nobody recruiting him? Is there a guy, and I say all that to not lead you into an answer, but is there a guy that has you like, man, can't wait to see, I see this vision, that isn't getting a ton of run at least early on? Um, you know, I, he, he, gets a de- he got a decent amount of run um, back in the day, but it, this is how recruiting works. Jaden Doss is who I'm going to talk about. Um, Jaden Doss is not, like, I would say an under-the-radar recruit necessarily. Like, when he committed, it was pretty ex- – people are pretty ecstatic around here. But it was so long ago, and he just stayed loyal, that I think people are like, hey, okay, whatever. Um, you know, like, you kind of get distracted by – who's next and you know the new staff came in there was plenty to talk about and you, you forget about guys that signed in the spring or summer prior to that Doss is just really interesting to me because he's like he wasn't hand-picked by this staff but Matt Rule has also said if you're if you're here and you're in Nebraska you're my guy and I like that I like that they say that you know he's not trying to play like well these are the guys that we picked and these are the other ones and he's a guy who did everything in high school. So I'm pretty interested in him. And he kind of is in that, you know, gets you closer to that Kansas City area where you'd like to see some stuff. Another guy I'd point out is Vincent Carroll Jackson. Well, he's um, active on social media. I know mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really – he's really fun to talk to. You guys, I don't know if you've had him on your show, but you should get him on the show because he's a really smart kid. Um, he was telling me, he was, when we were doing the interview, he was, I was like, what's your other, you got a hobby no one knows about? He's like, I just read all the time. He's like, I got all these books stacked up next to me. But he only played one year of uh, football and was pretty dominant. I mean, like, for a guy who just stepped right into it. And they have a few of those guys who only played a year. What will be interesting going forward is if those type of players I, I hope this staff is able to still recruit those type of guys. Matt Rule made mention of it on early signing day. Because they got here so late, the coaching staff, they, were, they had to look at more senior film on guys mm-hmm. than some other programs are going to do because their classes are all uh, full by December. You know, So Nebraska, because theirs wasn't, they're looking around at guys, what did he do this last fall? And um, it was kind of old school recruiting and guys like, you know, Vincent Carroll Jackson, who's from an area they know well in Pennsylvania, but uh, they might not have missed him at all. But the fact that he just started playing football and this staff was able to locate him that fast, 
Um, had a Syracuse commitment briefly, but then picked Nebraska pretty easily after he visited here. He, if you watch what he can do, is a guy I'd be really excited to see what he looks like in two or three years. I don't know that you'll see him pop out there this season or anything, but he's a guy that, when you talk development, really jumps to the surface. It's exciting. <laughs> Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com, is who we're talking to. Toss him a follow on Twitter, at Husker247BC. Brian, when it comes to recruiting, everybody is in the know at Nebraska. Even Ed Foley, who's literally going around shaking hands and kissing babies over the last month. Uh, on Friday last week, we had a conversation on the show. Having a plan whenever you talk to recruits versus not having a plan, but being honest about it. Are you on the side of, if you put yourself in a recruit's shoes, are you on the side of, or maybe you don't, maybe take yourself out of it. Are you on the side of you'd want to be in the know to believe the coach is taking you seriously as a player and not just talking to you just because he, he like wants to make an impression just to talk to you? Or are you okay with the honesty if the coach doesn't specialize in the position? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Um, I think my short answer would be honesty is what I would, <laughs> I would want them to be as candid as anything they could possibly be about. Um, and even why they're, you know, like if, if you're not, let's say they you're a coach that gets sent somewhere and that's actually not your position guy. You're just in the area and all that. I do think there's probably use in like laying out. This is why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, this area I cover, um, this is who you're going to be hearing from also. And, um, and just, if you can be really, um, transparent, I think from day one, that always seems to jump out to recruit. That's the thing I hear more than anything in interviews is, he was just real. Like that's the that's the best compliment a coach can get. Is he was just real with me. I could we I found that after a short amount of time, we were talking about stuff that had nothing to do with football, and you uh, you put down some barriers quickly. And it's those guys who get to who are succeed or excel in a fast manner at um, having prospects. You know, put down their barriers and just feel like, hey, I can have an open conversation with this guy about things that are pros and cons and all that stuff um you know that that uh that that's what i want to be i i'm pausing because i think there might be news it sounds like they might have got deandre barnes yeah yeah yep they did it looks like nice well, that well, that's big. I guess my follow up to that. Dang, where was the breaking news, Sounder? He's talking hey, real time. How were you not t- on BC? I got to I got to tell you, man. I didn't even have a breaking news, Sounder. I just went right into it too. <laughs> BC and I are on the time. same page. Hey, a quick follow up to that, um, because because you, you you made a lot of good points. I'm actually on the latter side, as as DB knows, mm-hmm. as a recruit. I, I'm like, if you're not going to take me seriously, don't just talk to me to talk to me. But I think it's because Matt Rule has set an unrealistic expectation for many people to meet because his coaching staff always has had a plan from the get-go, especially in a new system. I mean, is it is it unfair for me to bottle in other teams that may come with that approach because I'm so used to knowing what Matt Rule does? No, it's not. And... um 
I mean, just just in general, a lot of people are pretty skeptical about the whole recruiting deal. I mean, they just are. Like, we could go through every part layer of that. You know, they're skeptical about if coaches are just, you know, being some coaches out there, I think, uh, you know, just being a car salesman or whatever, and not, not to not car salesman, but, you know, like being that someone who's just trying to get, what what can I do to get you in this car? And and, and some of the the honest points, um, are sometimes left uh, by the side of the road. Um, so I think there's skepticism naturally about that. But you do run into a lot of guys and the best recruiters. It doesn't matter what school they're representing. They're just genuine. They're just genuine guys. They, it, it almost always works that way. Once in a while, there'll be an exception to that. But I found that in covering this, it, the guys that you would just want to sit down and have a conversation with, uh, have a drink with and just talk about anything. Those are the guys who are the best recruiters too. Cause that's, that's what it's about. It's about that relationship of, yes, this is what we can offer you and this program can offer you. But also at some point that the players looking at that guy, like, I just like that person. Like I want to learn from them. That that's a good mentor. That's somebody I would, I would spend four or five years around if that's how it works out. So um, I always understand why people look at recruiting and they kind of do an eye roll and stuff because there are a lot of parts to it that are like that. And but then there are there there are actually people who do it the right way and um, you know they they have a good message and it's an honest message and those guys usually succeed and uh, that's what you hope for and that's what you hope they have in the staff at Nebraska because it'll be a lot of fun if they are that group. That's kind of weird listening to you two this last ten minutes because. These three schools that I'm going to ask you about have something in common, and I think it's a clear-cut message as I'm watching this recruiting process unfold. Michigan State, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Now, it's yielded different results for Wisconsin because they got off to a late start, but the delivery is the same. When you look at the rankings, who's most likely the reflection of where they are in 2023? Michigan State at five, Minnesota right there at six, or Northwest? or excuse me, Wisconsin, second to last? Hmm. I think reflection of where they'll be. Um, It's not – that's a tough question, Damon, Um, because Wisconsin's not going to – You you wouldn't think, but Michigan State appears to be trending in the – I mean, he's consistent now, right? This is it's about where he, Tucker's recruiter. been. He, oh, hey, hey, they really are. <laughs> they really yeah. are. Yeah, he he's a good recruiter. Uh, I'm, you know, I've been a little um, slow to warm on Michigan State. I know they had. Here's why: not because of their recruiting. A couple of years ago, when they had that 11 win season, I really thought it was one of the the biggest smoke and mirror seasons I've ever seen. I really did. Like I, I thought like, man, that's like a seven win team. And I gave them credit. Cause they, that was, you know, that's the team Nebraska punted it to the wrong side of the field on and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I just thought like that, that's not a double digit win team. Are they really that there's going to be this expectation that that's what they're always going to be. Um, and then they kind of fell back to earth and who I thought they were this last year. So now it's kind of like, okay, who are you actually? You, you, you've had one of each side a good one in a bad season. But the one thing he is going to do, Michigan State is going to be a presence recruiting as long as Mel Tucker's there. I mean, he's just good at it. He's going to hire coaches that are good at it. And so they are always going to be, I think, 
top five in the Big Ten in recruiting mm. as long as he's there. I think they will be um, five or six. And uh, Wisconsin, though, that's weird. I don't know what to make of that. Um, the, they're going to, you know, they're going to do it their way. They're going to go for guys who don't necessarily wow everybody and have all the stars. But um, the, I think you'll see an uptick from them as far as even the rankings and stuff like that. You hit the nail on the head, BC. Thanks so much for your time this morning. We appreciate Enjoy the day, and uh, I'm sure you have a busy day ahead as well. No, it's good. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me, as always. Thanks, B. That's Brian Christofferson. You can toss him a follow on Twitter once again. That's at, uh-oh, I lost my spot here, Husker247BC. I almost he, went he to hit, say BC he hit, first. He hit the nail on the head with them taking their time. I've, I've. He also hit the nail on the head by saying, hey, Mel Tucker, that team's going to be good for a while, the way he recruits. I mean, he's recruited, but didn't last year's results surprise you? Yes, it did. They had the best pitch and catch Mm -hmm. combo coming back. Sure did. But he's a great recruiter, and there's no doubt there. They're thorough. Andy Kendi up next, sports director at KETV. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Moments away from moments away, excuse me, from talking to Andy Kendi, sports director at KETV. Uh, we will get to that here soon. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and DB. I just scrolled across Twitter and I saw something that Twitter you know, struck my eye. You know, with Tom Brady retiring, and this is if he doesn't come out of retirement again. Um, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Big Ben. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, the end of an era oh. and for quarterbacks. And you've got probably one or two more years for another one, and that'll be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, what do you have? You got a great new era of young quarterbacks. Where does Russell Wilson fit in that? Ah, uh, he's outro. Like, is he is he in the middle of that era and the new era? Tail end. The tail end of the could you, could you see Tom Russell, Brady era. Could you see Russell Wilson, Andrew, Esteban Rogers? Could you see Russell Wilson having three productive years with Sean Payton? Do we know how long Sean's contract is? Well, it's going to be three years. So you think three straight years with Sean? Well, he can't take much time off. Russell Wilson's not young. So Russell went for five years there. Yeah. Could he? Get I could th- see. Does Russell Wilson have three more good years with Sean Payton? Three is high. I would say two. I think he could have two good years with Sean Payton. Okay, so that era will come to an end about the same time as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is thirty-seven, right? He's old. I know that. Am I older? Am I? He's old. sorry, DB. Older. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's what we're on this morning again. He's eighty three. Or yeah, he's eighty three. Nineteen eighty three. And Russell Wilson is Mr. Wilson. Were you Dennis the Menace guy? You probably wore a menace, so you're like, nah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Nobody asked you, Shane. 
I don't even know how old Russ is. Russell Wilson is 33. He's, he's 34. Darn. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's playing better football than Russ. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers is, is three years older than Russ, too. Andy Kendi on the line now. Andy, that's the Wisconsin guy. He knows. Andy Kendi, good morning. What's up, man? Morning, boys. Hey, you know, uh, a, sh- a shocker this morning was seeing Tom Brady retire. Um, and we just were, I don't know if you heard any of that conversation, but we were talking about how with Tom retiring, it's the end of an era. But then DB brought up a good point on, well, when Aaron Rodgers retires, then the era officially concludes. But then we were like, what about Russell Wilson? And where does he fall in that mix? What do you think? Well, I think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers probably go hand in hand. I don't know if Russell Wilson is in that same realm, but Super Bowl wise, I guess so, uh, with him and Aaron Rodgers. But there's no comparison to Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's the best quarterback of all time. And if you would have told me back in 1998 or whatever that when I was covering a Michigan college football game and he couldn't even beat out Drew Henson, that he would be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. You, I would have, yeah, I would have been stunned. So, what a, what a great career! What a great, um, it's been a pleasure watching him. And, uh, you know, I will say this: as a guy who covered Brett Favre through his, him and Han, I'll believe Tom Brady's retired next August. <laughs> hey, Kay, let me stay right there just for a second before we get on the local level. Uh, there was a there, there was a time. I almost feel like back we're in gonna, my prime. I almost feel like I'm going to play you another song, AK. But since you work with me a ton, you're not going to be distracted by my randomness. Uh, you <laughs> covered the Packers. You've been in that market. I thought there was a time where Aaron Rodgers superseded Brett Favre in terms of Q rating. The last three years, I'm like, oh shoot, they may be the same person with Packer Nation. In your opinion, who does P- Green Bay Packer fan gravitate to towards more? Towards more. How about that? More. Oh, we Rogers? lost Andy. We lost Andy. Did we lose Andy? Good job, Shane. See, AB walk- <laughs> walks in and the whole place just think- goes bananas. Do They're you like, think he-, he accidentally like put the phone too close to his cheek and he hit the end button? the end button on the call yeah i don't know <laughs> hey great question though because <laughs> you were Seriously, like going like going I'm, and I, I'm, I didn't hear him like any of like the hum or the buzz in the background and i'm like why didn't he say anything before you said there's a hum and a buzz towards ak are you back all right ak you there <laughs> Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. I no, no, no that's Shane. It's just Shane being Shane. <laughs> it is a Shane thing. Don't be don't blame Shane. Hey, once upon a time I thought uh Rogers surpassed Favre with his Q rating in Green Bay. The last three years, no pun intended, he's maybe come back to the pack. Who do Packer fans gravitate towards more? Rogers or Favre? Oh, that's a good one. I I'm not sure at this point. Isn't that weird? Because I would say I would say if it was three, four years ago, I think Rodgers would have surpassed Favre. Um, and then with everything that that has come out with Brett the last couple of years, I don't know if that paints his legacy in Green Bay. Um, well, Rodgers Rod- hasn't helped himself out either. 
Well, that's where I was going. I was going to say the last couple of years, I think Aaron has really not done himself a service by acting the way he has. And um, But, you know, in terms of performance on the field, I would think that they were they would be equals, if not Rodgers, uh, maybe a slight tick above Favre. But I think Favre was more of, a, in his playing heyday, Favre was a little more beloved. In my in my opinion, mm. Andy, after watching last night's Husker basketball defeat, it kind of felt like a tease on the hardwood because they were competitive for thirty minutes of that basketball game. Uh, if they would have taken better care of the basketball, do they beat Illinois in Champaign? There, I'm not sure. Uh. I'm not sure. At some point, talent catches up, and man, you know, as hard as plucky as they played last night, plucky. <laughs> There's no substitute for the plucky. You like that? Yeah. Plucky. I mean, seriously, that that if that's that's what we're hanging our hats on now, boys. You know, I mean, it it's nice that they hung in there, and it's nice, but and I know that there are deficiencies roster wise in terms of injuries and whatever. Bottom line is that you know, man, this is. It, it, I I will give Fred kudos to you know changing his path of philosophy in terms of approaching games and whatnot. But, man, at this point, there's still 10 and 13 going forward in year four. I mean, he's his Big Ten record is, what, nine and, you know. AK, he's winning. He's winning. He's win. This is staggering, but he's winning games at Nebraska at a 30% clip. Yeah. He's 34 and 80. Overall, mm. I mean, uh, you know, that's tough. To, you can give him all the credit for changing his ways going in, but the bottom line are, are results. And now I'm not suggesting that they're going to get rid of him, um, but at some point you got to get some results. It comes down to winning, and there just hasn't been a whole lot of it for Fred. Uh, let me change gears to the local school here over there on 20th and Deutsch, <laughs> right down the street from you, AK. How in the world do you think Creighton has turned it around in such a hurry, in such a dominant fashion? It's not like they eased into being good again. It's like they hit the X button. Is it as simple as Ryan Kalkbrenner? Well, I think it's a combination of things, but Paul Brenner sets the tone, and I think they've done it with defense, right? Um, so, you know, even amazingly, the, yes. The days that, I mean, it's been pretty amazing to see Paul Brenner. You know, he, it all starts with him by the rim, and it kind of works its way out. Trey Alexander and Ryan Nemhart playing lockdown defense. And, you know, watching that Xavier game on Saturday, that was probably the most complete 40 minutes of the season. And um, there's still room for improvement, which is scary. So you look at their schedule, you look at their schedule moving forward, Georgetown, Villanova at Seton Hall, Connecticut, at Providence, at St. John's, X6. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good – you went 5-6, of 6-6, six, six six, not out of the realm. I think they're very much uh, played themselves back into the Big East championship conversation for the regular season. And, you know, at one, at one point a few weeks ago, you might have thought, hmm, this team may, make, may not make the tournament. I think – as long as they keep playing the way they play, and they're a lock for the, the tournament coming forward. 
Andy Kendi, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. We will talk again in two weeks. See you soon, AK. All right. Thanks, boys. Okay, bye. That's right, your sports you. director at KETV, at A. Kendi, KETV on Twitter. Anna Bellinghausen, up next. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. And you want to go over to YouTube right now because we have a live guest. Yes, as promised, Anna Bellinghausen in-house. Anna is the digital director for Herd at Sports, and let's just let's just give Anna some credit here, real fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put lighter fluid on Anna's fire already. I was I, listen. Going I was to grow, gonna go grow, first. Grow, 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 I, grow. I, I was gonna go Her first. Her social media game is off the charts yeah. for. For her dad sports. So, so, Off the charts so, when so it comes listen. to TikTok especially. <laughs> she wasn't in the meeting. I think she was on vacation or probably taking one of her few days off. And I said, so they're chast. I, I felt like we were being chastised, maybe reprimanded, as grown folks can mm-hmm. be sometimes, about social media content. And I looked at AR, and we're having this meeting, and I was like, well, Fudge, I mean, who in the world is going to be Anna? Like, How can you compete with Anna? <laughs> that's based, so in my head, that's basically what I said. And then there was some other snarky comment made in the meeting, and I was like, look, 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 timeout. Let's get a full timeout. Like, that's part of her job. She's really good at that. So <laughs> right. what Lean are we supposed to do? Right? <laughs> Anna, how do you do it? <laughs> First of all, you're fearless. Like, you'll say or do anything, and then you embrace all criticism or any criticism. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I think everyone has their own lane, and I appreciate that you guys don't even, like, take offense to the fact that maybe you can't do TikTok as well as I can. I can't. Uh, that's can't. okay, DB. I can't. I can't. You know, you're better, he, he you're watch, better at other things. He can watch TikTok probably better than you. I guarantee you. I, can. Sure, I would love to see your For You page. I'm it's, sure it's... I, it's the same three he things. He just likes to scroll. He's a scroll. It's the same three things. It's movie clips in which everybody says, what's the movie title? Because uh-huh. that's always in the comments. What's the movie title? Hey, follow for part 17. <laughs> Gets Res- every time. Recipes... Or people swimming with sea creatures, because apparently what? I've watched he sharks wants to swim over with and sharks. I've, apparently, <laughs> like I've watched weird sharks thing over DB and over. wants to do someday. Yeah. I'm gonna find you on Shark Week. Like you will be You're in the cage. I, it's in my library. I record it. You know what we should do? Gloat versus goat. Shark versus DB in the ocean. We'll have a race. I, I got to SAB though, because I'm dying to know. Like you had a comment a couple weeks ago. And it was so your personality. Somebody clapped back about an opinion you had. Mm-hmm. And you go, this is why I will always cover sports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, handled it like a pro. Yeah. And you're kind of just evolving in the business. It's like, put them up, put them up. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, I'm kind of captivated. What was the comment first off yeah. and then respond? So I tweeted a couple YouTube comments I get. And like, if you're putting yourself out there on the internet, of course, you're gonna people, get some crypt- people yeah. are going to have something to say, and I know I signed up for that. And so I'm not like, I don't take offense to it because they're probably hanging out in their mom's basement tweeting at me. Yeah, you tell them, Anna. You tell them. And that's There's fine. the passive aggressiveness <laughs> I love. And that's fine. I'm all about being We're here petty for and petty. snarky. <laughs> that's me. 
No, but uh, what I tweeted out was these two YouTube comments on. I think it was. I think it was the Brock Purdy take I had. It was oh, either about Purdy him being or Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Yeah, two point yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, of him being Tom Brady in the making. That's another story. But that was the YouTube short I made, and uh, people commented like. Stick to volleyball. You shouldn't be covering football. Like football's for men. Do you Stop. remember? Do you remember when they did that to me though? Whenever I said Trevor Lawrence was a bust, they're like, "Let the girls stick to football." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so people are so funny on social media. <laughs> They'll what do just you say want? whatever. What They'll do you say want? Whatever. <laughs> but as a woman in sports, shout out National Girls and Women yes. in Sports shout Day. We'll out, talk about out. that in a little bit. Shout but, out. Um, talk about that next. Yeah. You, you're going to get those comments over and over again. So I screenshot a couple. I left their usernames in, but they're like burner accounts, so it's not a name or really anything, but <laughs> cowards, right? No, I'm just kidding. Burners? <laughs> those burners. Six five nine those, spoken right? hey, burners. My favorite thing to say, Anna, is just tweet back at them and say thank you for your service. <laughs> yep. So I, I tweeted them, and I, <clears throat> I said, not this me. is why I'll never stop covering sports. And it's, you know, if people are paying attention to what you have to say and even if they're giving you hate, it's like you're you're making an impact. You're making you're making someone listen or watch you. So no matter if it's negative, which of course you're going to be more prone to say something negative on social media if you're just that way in life, versus oh my god, I love this video. You're more likely to get those negative comments here and there, and those stick out to me the most. But I also use them as motivation. It's like okay, people are listening to me, and I have things to say, and people should know them. And women belong in sports, and I want to stick up for other women and make sure that you know they know that they have a they have a place here. I had a question. Do people just not want to tell you no? Because you get all these sit downs. <laughs> I'm ser- like you've mm-hmm. noticed that, right? Mm-hmm. She's putting on hockey gear. She's mm-hmm. with Gab. She mm-hmm. sits down with Mac. Mac. Like, do she people talk to the Popeye kid? I did. Like that, and I'm like, so, so full disclosure. There's a part of me because I think you've worked enough with me now. Like, I have some weaknesses, and one of them is I don't ever really want to put myself out there. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not my thing. Which yep. in this business, you think. You it's kind to, of contrarian, yeah. right? So there's this part of me that gravitates towards the facts that you just ask. Mm-hmm. Do people not say no? <laughs> I've gotten plenty of no's, trust Have me. Have you really? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just not the ones you see. I feel like I reach out at any opportunity I can get, and I feel like I just do that more than a normal person would, and I'm always asking and asking, um, not in an annoying way, but finding those stories and just reaching out because – I mean, I remember during quarantine, um, I started my own little podcast just in my, my room, and I was DMing NFL, NBA players, MLB players, and I got like four or five of them to respond See. back. Of course, you if you would actually look through of the percentage of who replied and who didn't, obviously a lot more non-replies than replies, but it's those few ones that stick out. But for the local ones, um, and even some of the national ones, it's just building that relationship, and I... Make sure to tell them happy birthday and Merry Christmas or happy holidays or whatever it may be. I'm always trying to keep up with them in a way I feel like other people might just always be asking them for something. Mm. And it's really important to me to build that relationship almost first and make sure I have their trust. And I also help, I think it helps being younger as well and I'm just hungry in the business and they understand like, hey, this might help her out too. Um, me doing this interview and just having that mutual respect of I want to tell your story with integrity and you trusting me and um, in return they're helping me out and giving them them a platform and giving me a platform. So yeah, take notes because that's something that that applies to everyday life. Mm-hmm. Just reaching out to people like that and you talk about you know 
sending messages to people. It's kind of like applying for a job in this field. Yep. You have to apply for 200 odd jobs mm-hmm. just to get three responses back right. from people. You just have to. That's the work. It's what's required. Shoot and you need, you need tough skin. <laughs> hey, shoot your shot, right, Anna? Yeah, shoot your shot anytime. Now, let's see here. Why are you laughing? Stop it. Stop it. I, full disclosure. This is what I was dying to ask you. I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> I, I can't, <laughs> can't even get my question this. in. Go ahead. No, you go. Well, we only have her for so long. So we'll, we we'll move on. To, we'll keep her on morning dump. So there are times where I'll say something to Andrew. We'll mm-hmm. be going back and forth, and I'll say, "Hey, relax. Don't worry. I'm the black guy. I can get away with it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I can ask. I I can broach race topics, and I know this. Yeah. That some other people can't or would be uncomfortable by. I'm dying to know. How you balance the feminism and being attractive. and sp- People aren't going to turn down That's your DMs, question. Anna. They're not. I'm just being, I'm 100% honest. Yeah. But that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to know how to walk the line yeah. between sexism and being really good at what you do. Because you have to play to mm-hmm. your strengths. Totally. That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's a really, it's a real question, and it's. I think you didn't have the stones, did you? Pretty much. Uh, well, I didn't have as good of a question. <laughs> That's how I'm thinking. I'm like, dang. <laughs> pretty much every woman in sports, if you ask, will have stories upon stories of athletes, maybe even coaches or other media members. Of course, sending those DMs that might not be wanted at the moment, mm. um, and everyone again will shoot their shot. I mean. <laughs> that was the segue. I, I I knew that was, and I knew that was DB because I saw your face right <laughs> after that. I think it's, I want to be respected more than anything in this business. And I think I very much so come off that way. So I think you just set up boundaries with people. And I think that's just the biggest thing to do is just to, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm here for my job. I'm not here to hang out. I'm not here to make, I mean, to make friends, right? But it's different making friends for me than for you guys. Erin Andrews said this on one of her podcasts and she said, guys can always say, I was texting with Aaron Rodgers last night. But if Aaron Andrews said that, I was texting with Aaron Rodgers late last night, it would be a whole thing. Gotcha. And it would be blown story. out of proportion. But, DB, you could say that, or right. you were texting with a recruit or something like that. But if I said that, totally inappropriate and taken the wrong way. So I think women have to be, unfortunately, a little bit more careful than men do. Very cautious. But it's also for our own safety, too. We've heard the horror stories. Yeah. Example, Aaron Andrews. Yeah. We've... We don't want to be in that position ever. It's so uncomfortable to be hit on by someone that you're trying to interview. And it's happened to me before. And I could name names, but I won't. And <laughs> Name names. <laughs> no. no. I'm teasing. But, um, yeah. Andrew, it's Andrew Rogers. It's, yeah, <laughs> no, Andrew's the It's best. a good no. It's a good friend. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know, DB. I don't know. I, I, I'm, well, I just, it caught me off guard when she said you don't want to be friends. I was like, I didn't want to be your friend either. And all of a sudden we no, are. No, it's different with You know what I mean? Just from with. spending time with each other. It's not like I set out and I was like, hey, you know what, AR? I really want to be your friend. You didn't but we talk about friend. everything. Right. Right? Yeah. Like we go, like we have these crazy deep philosophical conversations. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've known you for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> or that whatever. That's true. Off-air conversations. No, yeah. You definitely deep. have to. There's definitely a line and there's boundaries and you have to be more aware of that as a woman. But that's also the narrative that we're trying to change. Mm-hmm. And women weren't allowed in men's locker rooms 20 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. That's crazy. And usually I'm one of the only females in the locker room too. And it's just something that you have to get used to. And you talk about the fearless thing. It's just something that you have to, you know, 
just be comfortable with and be okay with being the only woman in the room because it also means all the eyes are on you and you have the attention and you're grabbing people's attention because there's a lot of men in this business but there's not as many women and especially women that do it at the highest level so here to do that here to break through Anna stick around we're going to move this conversation over to morning dump if you want to hear more from Anna Bellinghausen you can find that there thanks for joining us on the show we will see you tomorrow